Strange Tales. RelicRadio.com presents tales of the strange and bizarre, the weird and the wicked. Stories not necessarily of the supernatural, but of the unnatural. Join us now for Strange Tales, featuring radio drama at its most mysterious and unusual. Thanks for joining me this Sunday. We're going to hear from Theater 5 this week, a series that aired over ABC stations Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. from August of 1964 to July of 1965, produced 256 episodes. We'll hear the wonderful stamps from El Dorado, their story from April 21st, 1965. Wonderful Stamps from El Dorado. Now, look here, Mr. Murchison. Yes, sir? I want the truth from you, the whole truth. And I intend to get it. My dear sir, I'm always truthful. I'm a teacher of mathematics, and mathematics is the most truthful of all sciences. Maybe so. But even if figures don't lie, liars can figure, so don't try it on me. I have no intention of trying anything on you, sir. You shall have the truth. You mean you're ready to make a statement about the disappearance of your friend Harry Fentress? Yes, I'm ready to tell you everything I know about Harry. Johnson... Get this down. Every word of it. I'm taking it down, sir. All right, Murchison, you can start. Now, for the record, let me state that we know that last week a friend of yours, Harry Fentress, came here from Boston to visit you. Several days ago, he vanished, disappeared, simply evaporated from this fancy penthouse of yours 40 floors up. No one has seen a sign of him since. Now, what I want to know is what happened. Harry Pendris. All right, I, I'll tell you the exact truth. You won't believe me, but I'll tell you anyway. To make you understand what happened to Harry Fentress, I, I have to go back a good many years, 20 years actually, to a certain New Year's Eve when my Uncle John, a daring Wall Street plunger and a great world traveler, asked me to call on him right here in this very apartment. Nils, my boy, tomorrow begins a new year. I predict it'll be no better than the old one. The world is going to the dogs. I believe people have been saying that for 3,000 years, sir, but somehow we still seem to get along. Well, that may be, but you'll have to get along without me. I've had enough, and I'm bowing out. 
Uncle, I... I hope you don't mean that you... I simply mean that I plan to retire and enjoy myself. I shall loaf for a few hundred years, shoot big game, flirt with pretty girls. Excuse me, sir. Did you say a few hundred years? I'm a busy man. I cannot repeat myself. Let us say that I intend to seek a change of scene. But before I go, I want to do what I can for you. Thank you, sir. That's, that's very generous. Unfortunately, I am dead broke. Well, that's very depressing to hear, Uncle. I, I was hoping for, well, at least a million so I could give up teaching. Now, cheer up, boy. You'll always have a roof over your head anyway. I own this penthouse apartment. I've paid up the carrying charges for 20 years in advance. You can live here without worrying for 20 years anyway. Well, that's something, sir. I could never afford anything like this on my teacher's salary. Aside from the furniture, the only thing I have to leave you is my stamp collection. Here it is. You'll find some of the stamps not only very rare, but rather unusual. Thank you, Uncle. And now you must excuse me. I have some farewell letters to write. Uh, Will I see you again? That depends entirely on you. Now, goodbye. Or perhaps I should say, au revoir. Next day, my uncle vanished from this very apartment, completely disappeared. So I moved in. I was very disappointed when I tried to sell his stamp collection. The dealer said the stamps not only weren't rare, but one set, loose in the back, had to be forgeries because they were issued by some foreign country that called itself the Federated States of El Dorado, and he'd never heard of the place. He offered so little that I kept the stamps as a memento of my uncle, and so I went on teaching. Well, now, gentlemen, we skip 20 years. We we come to the events of last week. Yes, and it's about time, Murchison. I'm being very patient with you. Get to Harry Fentress. I'm about to do so, sir. Harry is an old friend from Boston with whom I played chess by mail. One night last week, I mailed him a move in our latest game. Harry is a stamp collector, so in a spirit of fun, I took one of those mysterious forgeries, those stamps from the Federated States of El Dorado, out of my uncle's album and pasted it on the back of the letter. It was a ten-cent denomination, and it said, Rapid Post. Well, no sooner had I put the stamp on my letter than... To my amazement, the letter rose in the air. For a moment, it it, it floated over my desk. And then it shot toward the open window and out at terrific speed. By the time I got to the window, it was gone. Murchison, I don't know what this nonsense is about, but you... Uh, Please, let me finish. As I stood at the window, the phone rang. It was Harry Fentress calling from Boston. That envelope with the Eldorado stamp had just floated in his window and landed on his desk. It was the first case in the world of a real airmail letter, one which went directly by air from the sender to the receiver. And Harry said he was coming the very next morning to discuss the whole strange affair with me. Nils, I tell you, it's the stamp. That Federated States of El Dorado stamp. It carried the letter directly to me at a speed of thousands of miles a minute. It's too bad Washington can't issue stamps like that. We might get our mail on time. Nils, this is a big thing. Now, we have to investigate it. Have you any more of those stamps? A dozen or more. Look, right here in the album. 
The dealer said they were forgeries. Forgeries? They're the rarest stamps in the world. I wonder where your uncle got them. Oh? What is it? Your uncle used to be a great traveler. Now, even before the days of airplanes, he'd be in India one day, in Mexico the next, in Africa the day after. Isn't that right? Well, yes, it, it's true. I never thought of that, but what are you getting at? This is how he did it. He used these El Dorado stamps to mail himself from place to place. There's no other answer. Why, George, you're right. He must have mailed himself around the world. And he told you some of those stamps were rare and unusual. <laughs> unusual, that's hardly the word for it. Well, I should say not. But, Harry, how, how can we test them out? Well, we'll try them on ourselves. Now, where would you like to go for a vacation? Right now, today. Well, uh, <laughs> let me think. Uh, yeah, Paris. The left bank. A little cafe, I remember. The silver pheasant. <laughs> <laughs> no sooner said than done. Get me two tags. We're mailing ourselves to the Silver Pheasant Cafe in Paris. Now, listen to me, Murchison. If you think I'm uh, going please, to sit here... Sir, please, you asked for the truth. You, you might at least listen to me. I know it may sound unbelievable to you, but we did. We addressed two tags to the Silver Pheasant Cafe. Put on those wonderful stamps from El Dorado and... We were there. One minute we were in this apartment, in this very room. The next, we were standing in the Silver Pheasant Cafe in Paris with the noise and sounds of Paris all around us. Nibs, we're here in Paris. <laughs> it worked, Harry. <laughs> the El Dorado stamps brought us here just as you said they would. <laughs> well, let's get a table. Garçon, garçon. Oh, here comes someone. He's not a waiter. Yes, sir? Garçon, Oh, I... <laughs> I beg your pardon. Yes, sir. I am the police. Yes, I see you are. You are foreigners. May I see your passports? It looks awful grim to me. Our, uh, passports? Your passports, cards of identity. You must explain yourself. En vitesse, if you please. Harry, what'll I do? We don't have any passports. He put us in jail. The French are so suspicious these days. And you know French jail. Monsieur, I insist. Your passports at once. Get him talking. I'll write out two more tags and addresses back home. Well, we got out of that by mailing ourselves back here. Hmm. You mailed yourselves back here. To Paris and back again by airmail. I don't know why I'm listening to you. Because every word I'm speaking is the truth. We got back here safely, but the experience was a little shattering. Nils, I'm bitterly disappointed. I was all set for a Paris holiday. Yeah, so was I. If only we hadn't run into that French policeman. Well, we're not going to give up. Now, you do have a passport, don't you? Yeah, in the desk. Well, get it. I have one in my bag. We'll carry them this time. There are lots of stamps left. Let's take a world tour. Where shall we go first? Well, I, um, I have Uncle John's notebook here. Uh, he's noted down places he particularly enjoyed. Uh, he says, uh, let's see, that Cairo is one of the world's most fascinating cities. Well, then let's go. Next stop, Cairo.
you listen to me, Murchison. I want to know what happened to Harry Fentress. I'm trying to tell you. As the district attorney, I advise you to come clean. We'll try to give you a break. I said I'm trying to help you, sir. You're trying to confuse us because you're an accessory. Maybe the murderer. That's a reckless charge, sir. But in order to understand, you have to know the entire story. As I was saying, we mailed ourselves to Cairo in care of the American embassy there. Attacking us, Harry. It's a demonstration against our embassy. Yeah, well, that rock just missed me. Ow! That stall hit me. All right, we better get inside. Try the door. It's locked. We're locked out. Let us in. We are Americans. Help! No, it's no use. I'm going to mail us back to the apartment. If we stay here, we may be killed. All right, but hurry. We just got out of there in time. The mob was surging forward when Harry got the tags stamped, and here we were, back in the apartment. Harry, my nerves are badly shattered. Oh, that was very unfortunate. That mob must have been mad at the United States for something. So many people are these days. We try so hard. Well, that takes care of Cairo. But I hate to give up. I think we ought to try again. It seems a shame not to use these stamps now that we have them. Listen. Listen to this from my uncle's notebook. The village of Rembuk in Africa is located amidst the most beautiful jungle scenery in the world. The foliage is lush and the trees drip orchids. Oh, that sounds more like it. Some quiet, peaceful scenery is what we need at this point. (laughs) I'll get the tags ready. What did you say the name of that place was? Rembuk. Africa. Then let's go. So there we were, in a lovely clearing in the African jungle, with a waterfall nearby and the trees alive with orchids. And... Nels! Someone's shooting at us! The natives! They're trying to kill us! You trap! Get down! Over here! Come on, Nels! this tree! I'm with you. I was close. Walk out. Cover the left side of their line. Where's the road? Down in. Stop from there in the middle. Now, you blasted fools, tell me what you're doing here. Trying to get yourselves killed. We're just looking for some nice, quiet scenery. In the middle of a native rebellion. Don't you know those Simbas will flay you alive if they catch you? Our information about this place seems to be dated. Get set, men. They're going to charge. Nils, here's your tag. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm. And I suppose you're going to tell me you found yourself right back here in this apartment. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Badly shaken, but determined not to give up. We tried two or three other spots my uncle mentioned in his notebook. The story was always the same. Riots, rebellions, civil war... No matter where we went, we couldn't get away from it. Finally, we tried a remote Pacific island that my uncle's notebook called the Unspoiled Pearl of the Pacific. On the beach, we found a huge sign, Danger, Atomic Testing Area. 
Well, sir, we got away from there fast. Back here in the apartment, we talked things over. Nils, I guess we're beaten. There's no place in the world that's quiet and peaceful anymore. Mm. Twenty years ago, my Uncle John said the world was going to the dogs. It looks as if he was right. Disappeared mysteriously, didn't he? Right out of this penthouse. Where do you suppose he went? I only wish I knew. He was a smart old bird. He's probably found some perfect hideaway with... That's it. What is? That's where he went. The place we haven't tried. El Dorado itself. El Dorado? But... But it's the only possible answer. Now, he said he was going to loaf, shoot big game, and flirt with pretty girls. Did you notice some beautiful girls and the gorgeous scenery and the strange animals on the stamps? Oh, this El Dorado must be a wonderful place. But, Harry, we don't even know where it is. Well, what of it? We've tried all the places we know, and, and what do we found? Riots, turmoil, fighting, and trouble. And what's more, things aren't going to get any better. Well, that's how Uncle John talked. And yeah, he was right. And I've made up my mind. I'm going to join him. But suppose you can't get back. No, if the place is as beautiful as those stamps make it seem, who wants to get back? Yeah, give me a pen and that tag. I uh, think you should come, too. I'll, well, I'd like to think it over, Harry. Uh, suit yourself. I'll address myself in care of your uncle. Uh, care of Mr. John Murchison. Federated States of El Dorado. Perishable, handle with care. That ought to do it. Now, uh, give me a stamp. There are only two left. Well, give me the, uh, the green one. Yeah, that's it. I can just imagine that place, El Dorado. Oh, by the night, your uncle and I'll be drinking palm wine under a golden moon. Are you coming? Well, if I only knew where El Dorado is... No, I I, I think I'll wait, Harry. If you change your mind, there's one stamp left. Well, I'm putting mine on. There. Goodbye, Nils. Harry was gone. He shot out of the window and vanished into the sky at incredible speed. And I, well, I I just lost my nerve. I couldn't bring myself to go off into the unknown that way. But, Mr. District Attorney, that is what happened to Harry Fentress. He mailed himself to El Dorado. Mr. Murchison, I've heard some wild stories in my time, but this one tops them all. Harry Fentress is dead, isn't he? I don't know. I'd give a thousand dollars to know. But I believe he's alive, and right this minute is the happiest man on earth. That is, if he is on earth. Uh, get that, Johnson? Yes, sir. Now, come off it, Murchison. You quarreled with him, you killed him, somehow you hit his body, and... What do you got there? It's the last El Dorado stamp I, I have left. Hmm. Very pretty. Huh. An attractive native girl. Federated States of El Dorado, rapid post. Maybe now you'll believe me. Excuse me, sir. Uh, what is it, Johnson? Oh, the phone in the next room, sir. Uh, it's for you, your office. Oh. Oh. All right, I'll come take it. You stand outside the door until I'm finished. As for you, Murchison... Don't try to get away. I'm not through with you. Get away? Where could I go? 
In fact, where on earth would I want to go the way things are? Unless... Harry, I wonder if you had the right idea. By George, I will. I'll do it. I'll join you and Uncle John. Where's a tag and that last stamp? All right, Murchison, now we're going to stop all this nonsense and... Murchison? Where are you? Johnson, he's gone. Well, he certainly isn't in the room, sir. I told you to stand outside the door. If you let him get away... But I didn't, sir. He didn't come through the door. I didn't take my eye off it for a second. Maybe the window. Oh, don't be silly. It's 40 floors to the ground, but he's not here and... There's a stamp on this table. It's gone, too. Seems to be. There must be some clue, something. Wait a minute. What's that? Oh, it's a blotter. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's see. Uh, hold it up in front of that mirror. That's it. And now I can read it. Care of Mr. Harry Fentress, Federated States of El Dorado... Perishable, handle with... So that's it. El Dorado. El Dorado? Well, that's a kind of an imaginary place, isn't it, sir? Like a paradise that nobody could ever find? Yeah, that's what I always thought, too. Come on. We're going to search every inch of this room. For Mr. Murchison, sir? No. To see if I can find another one of those wonderful stamps. Presented the wonderful stamps from El Dorado, written by Robert Arthur, directed by Ted Bell. In the cast, Court Benson, Guy Sorrell, Stan Watt, Robert Dryden, and Jim Campbell. Script editor, Jack C. Wilson. Original music by Alexander Vlastotsenko. Orchestra under the direction of Glenn Osser. Executive producer for Theater 5, Mr. Lee Bowman. We invite your comments. Write to Theater 5, New York 23, New York. That's Theater 5, New York 23, New York. This is Fred Foy speaking. has been an ABC Radio Network production. That's our Strange Tale for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can, of course, find more from Strange Tales, Theater 5, and thousands of other old-time radio episodes at relicradio.com. I'd like to help support this and all of the shows. You can do so through the website as well. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me this week. Be back next Sunday with another story on Relic Radio's Strange Tales. Strange Tales.